when you can take the pebble from my hand, it will be time for you to leave. Ninja, the tea party's over. And good evening. Welcome to an episode of the Asian Action Cast. My name is Sam, and joining me tonight we have Nathan. Hey. And Mikey. Hello. Hello, the three amigos back together again. Socially isolated again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not out of necessity, more out of convenience. It's very comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Sundays. We're doing it on a Sunday. Yeah, who can be bothered getting together on a Sunday evening? We've got work tomorrow. <laughs> It's just easy to watch a film. And uh, actually, I was speaking to um, uh, one of my friends who was saying that they record, they're in a band and they record their music, but they don't actually jam together. They record remotely. They actually um, record each separately at their house, uh, which I guess, you know, like uh, that would be, that would take away all of the, the take spark. Away the, well, I take away the improvisation, but it also gives you, it, it, uh, there's pros and takes away the spontaneity and the improvisation and the feeding off of each other in that in that time but it also gives you a chance to iterate yeah i guess well i, I mean if you're really good musicians of course you can do it and you can do it well <laughs> we tried it once didn't work oh, okay <laughs> didn't work yeah uh, but anyway, uh, I don't think this will affect us. It's actually pretty streamlined when it's only the three of us, uh, yeah. even when we're recording online. Easy, almost. Easy. Some would easy. say. Easy. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to be, easy and enjoyable. Yeah. Asian action Chill. Cast. Yeah. Anyway, what, take, what do we do here? Take we, it smooth, <laughs> everybody out there. <laughs> we, uh, we watch, review, recap, revamp the best and worst of Hong Kong and Asian action cinema. And we've had quite a bit of a run lately with Cynthia Rothrock. Uh, we've had some old school Shaw Brothers films, you know, like really kind of uh, pulling together all of those old low budget. Would you call them low budget? Actually, I think Shaw Brothers was pretty high budget at the time, wasn't it? Uh it was it was a factory, but I don't think it was necessarily low budget. Yeah, that's right. I mean, like they're like the Marvel Studio, aren't they? The- <laughs> Marvel Studio of the seventies, eh? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> um, where actually we did Dreadnought, the Young Master. Those are actually Golden Harvest joints, aren't they? I think so. Yes. Yeah, eighteen Bronzeman was the um, the Shaw Brothers film that we saw. So, but this is this is new. This is almost Ish, brand yeah. new. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Did- we we decided we'd uh, sail the seas of piracy, I guess. <laughs> oh well, this is actually is a it? web movie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it came across my recommendations. This is a film called uh, Punish Evil, which is a 2022 film, so pretty brand new. For some reason, it's it's shown up as Thief King, which is actually another film with Simon Yam in it. So. I was kind of excited to watch Simon Yam and then was uh, disappointed that it was Punish Evil. Uh, <laughs> but it wasn't It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Um, a Colin Chu film. Colin Chu, my God. What was the last thing we saw Colin Chu in? Fucking The Matrix. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I don't think we've seen a film with Colin Chu in it. The name doesn't ring a bell. The face kind of rung, rung a bell. But oh, his face looked kind of weird because he looks like he's had work done. He just yeah. 
It's been a while since I've seen him. He's aged, I guess. He the dude's almost sixty. I think he's fifty six. Um. So and and I mean he's a legit martial artist. He's done some really great work. He was in the Bodyguard from Beijing. Do you guys remember that? Oh uh, yes. Yep. I don't. I mean, I remember <laughs> the movie. I remember the movie. I don't remember him in the movie. He was the he was the end bad guy. He was the end bad guy. Um, so Colin Chu, I, I guess he's the star of the film, even though he's the he's antagonist. The bad guy. He's yeah, I know, but it follows him a lot more than it does anybody else. Yeah, it's it's def- he's definitely the main character. Yeah. Uh, For a but- brief moment, I thought it was going to be like the um, like the new police officer that joins Hard up. Boiled. Yeah, it yeah. does seem that way, doesn't it? Because he's yeah. wearing denim, a denim jacket. So, and he's gonna, you know, I thought it was going to be about him and him learning, you know how to be cool rather than be stuffy, but kind they dropped that very quickly. It's almost like they realized he had absolutely no charisma. And we're <laughs> like, no. I'm kind of glad they did, though, because he does have no charisma. <laughs> <laughs> Along with that terrible haircut. <laughs> yeah, I it, think changes. it does change. It does change, yes. Do you know what I found, though, that the reason why some of the things are the way they are, and I don't know if this was explicit for you guys, is it's supposed to be set in the 90s. Hence it's actually, the, it, it's not, it actually is set in the 80s and the 90s. The first thing that happens is in the 80s. It says like 1986 and then the oh, last yeah. year is like 1997. So yeah. over 11 span year, they couldn't catch these people and they killed millions. That, that's that's, that's one of the bad millions. bits. That was one of the bad bits I was talking about. Remember the yeah. when I was saying, oh, there's some awful like bad CG sort of stuff and then it focuses in on people's faces. There's like a montage in the middle of this movie where it's just like, it goes from like uh, a montage of like them shooting people in the face to a map and to all these little red glowy bits going oh, off. Oh yeah, yeah, and like this over that. I assume from that all those glowy bits are their crimes. So like in ten years they commit like fifty thousand crimes. Wow, I totally skimmed over that. You did because I, that yeah. was really glaring and shitty. So. <laughs> I, I did not get that at all either. I was yeah. like, I didn't even get the eighty-six. I thought it said ninety-six, and the sticker on the car said ninety-seven. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. Oh my god! And, and then, I'm like, sure at the very beginning the of the movie it's eighty something, and then by the end of it it's ninety something. It's like wow. a period of time, and there's a montage in the middle where there's a lot of crimes happening. Well, I, I'll I'll give you that because um, when I was watching it, and it you know how it kept flashing up the different date and so yeah. many days since crime or whatever and and it was going like a thousand and one hundred and thirty eight or some shit and i was like wow that went far and then at the end it goes 45 days i'm like did we go back in time or what the <laughs> fuck are they going on with this date? no i think i think that's Not from the following. last crime that they knew about yeah it's it, it's a, so that kind of makes a lot more sense than what i was getting from it because i was kind of like this is really pedestrian <laughs> Yeah, Fantastic. this made it made no sense for a really long time. Like I was Fantastic. like, I don't know what's going on. I don't care. Well, Nathan and I were just talking about how absolutely little information there is available on the internet. The internet of all places has well, very English, little information. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. We weren't searching in uh, Mandarin or what have you. But my goodness, trying to find some trivia on this film was like pulling teeth. Um, so I mean, we really had to do a deep dive on a Colin Chu. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> the other actors, else. well, the other actors were just—I mean, like you said, Nathan, on IMDb, there's only three actors that are named. Yeah, uh, and I think there's only been twelve actors who uh, have are on the full cast list from Hong Kong IMDb. So even my drama list only has like six. Yeah, yeah. The 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 main guy is a guy called Da Zhao who. 
is the cop and I think he's only really been in TV. So this is Colin Chu is the biggest name, I think, in this film. Well, at least for a Western audience. Yeah. Well, I mean, if the rest of these guys are from TV, well, I don't know. Is TV much bigger than film in China? I don't know. I don't know, man. There's a lot of people in China, though, watching something all the Jesus. time. <laughs> I assume yeah. their TV stars are pretty big. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so, yeah, before we get into the, the plot and the breakdown, do you want to do like a quick pitch for people who have not heard of this film, which would be most of us, and <laughs> have not seen this film or even know what kind of films we do? Okay, uh, would we anyone do like a- to start? Yeah, we do Asian action cinema, and I'm bringing you the most action-y no, I'm not. It's a lie. I take it back. It's not an action movie at all. This is like, this is this is kind of an action movie. It's a little bit like a crime thriller. So I've got a crime thriller, but I've got people who can't act that great. Um, and they're going to be trying to act real hard, though, the whole time. Man, you are not selling this film. No, it's a hard movie to sell. I kind of want to, because I'm still got i still on that heat vibe. I'm like, it's kind of like heat, but they don't do any of the heat stuff. <laughs> I was kind of thinking like that when I was watching. I was like, it's kind of like Heat, but shit. It's, it's, oh, my God. We can, don't compare it to Heat. That's terrible. That's not fair. That's an unfair comparison. Yeah, it would have been more like Heat had they uh, had they actually met and sat down at a diner, our good guy and our bad guy, and they had a conversation at some point. I felt I like they were going to do that at some point, and then they never did. I felt like they had like three sets, and they just like dressed them up a little bit. That's <laughs> yeah, true, actually. They don't. They don't really. What's what's the odds of the brother uh, getting getting into a relationship with a bank worker at the same bank that's in the opening bank? Yeah, I thought that was bullshit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I did feel that was a bit bullshit. Um, I actually thought this film was a bit kind of like Natural Born Killers, um, but kind of a slow burn Natural Born Killers because I got the vibe that Colin Chu is a bit unhinged and he's a bit yeah psycho. Yeah, I think we're supposed to get that. I think that's that. If if you don't get that, that scene with his brother isn't doesn't have any drama in it at all. Yeah, but the problem is, you make a guy completely unhinged, which he is for the first half of the film, and then you you can't relate to him when he feels bad when people around him die. Yeah, no, right. Well, that's what that's kind of my problem with this whole film is it wants to have its cake and eat it too. It wants the uh, the brother who's gotten out of prison, who wants to settle down with his new girlfriend, etc., to be, like, sympathetic. But you also have him just killing random bank, like, not bank tellers, but killing random, like, offsiders to some guy he doesn't particularly like or... Yeah, like... like- they're, they're horrible, brutal killers, but they seem to want to humanize them in the film. And I'm okay with that to a degree, but not in this way. You can't make them both... Sent- you can make them understandable you can't make them sympathetic and they try to make them sympathetic no and yeah you're right i don't think they actually succeed in that um but i think it's because they they went too hard one way they went too hard to kind of make him this psycho that you despise um so you can't bring him back right at the end yeah they tried to make him two-dimensional they did make that one character one-dimensional you know the guy who looks like he's on drugs which guy is oh, that? Yeah, the young guy, like the yeah, the yeah, younger dude that's one. part of the gang. Yeah, it was like the Joker, wasn't he? Yeah, they were trying to do that vibe. They were giving him that vibe on purpose. But that's what a completely one note character looks like. The Colin's <laughs> character is a little bit more more than one note, but not much more. Yeah, I think that um, that young guy you're talking about, Sam Pang or Samuel Pang. He's a young looking dude who's skinny. Yeah, and, I think so. Yeah, the only growth that I I found through the whole movie was their haircuts getting different. Oh, did you, you reckon? Did you notice the haircuts changing? 
yeah, and that was about it. You know, I was like going, where are we going with this? Because essentially they, you know, they, they work in a market or, or own a market as their hideout. They go rob a whole bunch of places, supposedly get a whole bunch of mar- money and come back to the same freaking market and eat freaking noodles and that's it. And they're yeah, burning that, cars that, at the yeah. same peninsula. Exactly. That, that's exactly. You think? Same, you think with exactly all of those? <laughs> you think with all of those red dots, they would have put one and one together and gotten two at some point at the police? <laughs> exactly. Because because they're doing the same shit. Like they do leave town. Like that was the other thing that was part of that montage. Is they go to other cities that aren't Marina. That area is called Marina for some reason. I assume yeah. because there's a Marina there. Vice City. Um, yeah, but they they do crimes in other cities, but it's like they just the police are baffled. Everybody's baffled for ten years. Well, you know what though? I mean, uh, look, we're gonna skip and hop through the plot because I think that's the best way to do it for now. But Inspector Song, who is the the main good guy, I guess uh, Zadao, um, he's really the only one who seems to have a handle on anything that's going on, and he is bewildered most of the time. <laughs> Yes, he is. He does have that look, doesn't he? He's just like, not not intelligent, but not stupid. I don't know. He's just so like, I'm not really sure what's going on. He looks perplexed. Look that way. Yeah. He looks, everybody else looks frightened, but he looks perplexed, which means he's the one in charge. Because <laughs> he's the he is, right? He's the one that's directing. He's telling people what yeah. to do, where to go, set the APB, all that kind of stuff. And it seems like if he's the one that knows the most about what's going on, they're in trouble because he doesn't he, seem to know. Like if this was if this was a, a different movie, this guy is committing suicide the fifth year into this because he has <laughs> not been successful at doing anything. And this massive crime wave with these people who are totally fine, which is often people left and right, uh, he hasn't solved shit. It's I gotta say the the introduction to the robbers when uh, the crew go into the bank and they're wearing these uh, badass kind of leather masks, I guess. But I'm thinking it looks cool, but if there were four or five guys jumping out of a van with masks on, fucking I would be legging it. I'd be out of there. And nobody seems to really like freak out. But then as soon as they go in there and they say, hey, look, it's a bank robbery, they just start offing people straight away. Yeah, they just start killing motherfuckers. That that to me, it was shocking, but I'm like, would that really happen? It's just a proof. Yeah, right? Like, it's just to prove that this guy's a psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, the weird thing, wasn't it? Because he was like, you know, to one of the tellers, you know, open the safe and open that safe. And then he shoots her in the head. I was like, wow. They, uh, they make them completely unsympathetic. They've made these bad guys, even though they're supposed to be sympathetic in some kind of way, they've made them completely monstrous from the get-go. Yeah, they're it- wearing leather face masks and they're fucking people up instantly, like just regular workers. And I was waiting for the cops to get down and dirty as well because, like, the, the head detective guy literally throws out the rookie's book. <laughs> He's trying to go, we should do it this way, like the book says, and he literally throws the book away. So I was like, yeah, yeah he's going to do some, like, crazy cop stuff. And No, no, but it's a still a – I think it's still a People's Public of China movie, Michael. The, yeah, well, the, that's true. The, you know, the civil servants need to be, like – Civil. Yeah. The civil. Perfect, I guess. Well, there, there's three shades, right? There's, uh, what's his name? The young kid, uh, the rookie who comes in and he is just like a stick up his butt and I, I didn't like him at all. There's Song, who is the hard-boiled, grizzled cop, right? 
And then there's that uh, old timer. What's his name? Uncle Yellow. I think <laughs> three his months name from is. retirement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he is literally three <laughs> months from retirement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was he was a really cool dude, right? Like he's eating noodles. I, I did like the touch that he's always eating two minute noodles out of his yeah. pot. Yeah, yeah. He's got a big pot, and he's always offering them. Hey, you want some noodles? I'm like, yeah, I don't want to get your COVID. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> I, eating I was it with him. Thinking that, I was like, "Gee, it's like sharing food. That's weird. Like, would you just eat from another guy's pot of noodles? I don't know. I don't. Maybe that's how cool he is. <laughs> Maybe that's just how people rolled in nineteen ninety, early nineteen nineties, uh, China, mainland China. Maybe that's just how they rolled. Like, and they were sharing chopsticks too. Like yeah. they weren't. They didn't have their own chopsticks, which I guess makes sense. No one's walking around with chopsticks. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, right here. <laughs> yeah, in your Only holster. Home without my chopsticks. My my metal chopsticks that are indestructible. Yeah, just like my metal straw. <laughs> oh man, and you get cold lips when you drink. Jesus, you get cold lips when you drink, and then you get hot lips when you eat with your metal chopsticks. Jesus Christ! <laughs> See, this is both this- ways. This film, it's like little touches like that that I really like. You know, the eating the, the noodles. There are some things like I, I like when they're looking at the board that I was talking about earlier. They're looking at a board at some point, and they're all just eating. Like they've just been yeah. there a really long time trying to figure shit out, and they just they needed food. Everybody's eating snacks. Hey, I got a question for you, and maybe this made more sense to to you than me. But throughout the film, so it's about these bank robbers, and they have all these heists, and the cops are always behind them, right? What is the significance of the timer that says, hey, you know, two hours before the crime, then 45 days after the crime? Like, what the fuck's that all about? Uh, I uh, I think it's uh, just a narrative device. I don't think it means anything. So, it's supposed to say, hey, look, this is the countdown to when the crime happens. And this is yeah. how long it took the cops to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. For a while there, I thought what it was going to be. It's, it's, sort, of, it's sort of like these guys don't understand... This is going to sound really bad, but it's like they don't understand how to, like, do setup and payoff yet. Mm. Like in this movie, like whoever came up with the idea had like the idea that a timer would be cool, but then like because in the first the first one it all like they're all like we've only got two three minutes to get out of here right, and that's sort of like it's setting up the the time's going to be important in the film, and they also start with that clock and then he's counting down like we've got two minutes we've got a minute we've got to go. But they don't follow that for the rest of the movie. But yeah. They keep the same time motif. Like time's not important in this film at all. No, no, it's it, not. It, it does not set up any tension or anything. It was just sort of. It's just something random. that they came up with, and then they did it for a second in the first heist, and then they didn't bother with it ever again. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Brilliant. I'm glad it didn't make sense to you guys too, because yeah. I was like, I don't know what's going on. You know what it is? They saw the beginning of Heat, <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> and they're like. When the guys rob that armored truck, they've got it down to three minutes, and they're counting it the whole time. What if we use that as a as a narrative device in our film? And they're like, "That's a cool idea," and then they threw it away halfway through. But yeah, it, it's a very common trope in in you know bank heist kind of movies where they're all you know working to a timer, and you know we know we've got to be out of here within so many minutes and stuff. Because they've already gonna... worked out how long it'll take the cops to get there. Exactly, and and I was like, that's that's cool. And then the thing that flipped on its head for me was, you know, after the, the one of the crew's shotguns backfires on him and he's laying there supposedly dead, but then it turns out he's not dead. And then they bust back into the bank with the van just to kill him and off him. I, I kind of like that. I'm going to be honest, cool. I kind of like, like that. I, I did like it and I felt that's cool. That's flipping it. 
you know, flipping it the other way because you, you're time sensitive because you want to get away before the cops get there. But then you don't care when the cops are there and you like prepared to bust through a cop, you know, protected. Well, well that was shoot someone. That was very cool because they drove the van and Colin Chu uh, while they're driving away because they realized that the guy's gun had backfired um, mm-hmm. and they thought he and was dead. And they just left him there. And they left him there. But then Colin Chu's like, wait. And then they drive back and it's a cool, it's a cool moment because they drive the van straight through the wall um, and then they hit the stuntman and it's, you know, the proper hit. So I was like, shit, that's pretty, that's pretty neat. That guy getting smashed into the car and then into the wall. And then it's just like, what, like a shootout from about five meters away and no one can hit you. Yeah, no one can hit anyone. Yeah. No. And then um, when the, he runs off after the van, the detective and then somehow gets in front of the van and smashes through the windscreen. That's bad. That was badass. Like he, he that didn't. Was, that looks so dumb. It looks so <laughs> dumb and so cool, but at the same time, so dumb. Also, why couldn't anyone just like put a bullet in the side of his head at that point? Yeah. Yeah. Like, because he was in there for a while. Someone could have just like shot him in the head. Was that the yeah. point though? Like he was on the passenger side and the driver was busy driving and punching him in the head. Yeah, and but he the was- driver has a gun. He could stop the punching and, and use the gun and use the bullet. True. Well, one hand's on the wheel, I guess. And the other point I was like- But everybody else is in, still in that car. Too. <laughs> and he hadn't knocked the entire windscreen out. It was like he was in a hole. And I was yeah. thinking, there's glass underneath that and glass around it. Every time you move in strickle, surely it would be cutting into your side. I don't care if you're wearing a jacket. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, in real life, he'd be dead as soon as he dove oh, yeah. head first into I, the <laughs> you know what it made window. You know what it made me think of? You probably It's probably a bit macabre, but it made me think of the woman. I think it was in Texas about a decade ago. A woman like hit a, hit a homeless person and they were sticking in their windshield and they oh. just drove home like that. And what? He, yeah, he died in the windshield. What? Oh, God. Yeah. What is wrong with people? Yeah. Mm, oh, I my God. But yeah, that's what it made me think of. <laughs> like... <laughs> This and this film kind of takes some pains to be gritty and Gross. realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so him surviving a, a headfirst dive into a van seemed a little bit unrealistic. Oh yes, unless Possibly those van windows are shit. Yeah, yeah. It is yeah. eighty six, but I, I assume, I actually assume if they're worse, if they're if they're shit, they're actually shit in a way worse way in the sense that they probably shatter like proper glass rather than that like crystallizing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're more dangerous. <laughs> I did find it Get funny though because fill it back up. <laughs> the film, the film, like I find that, uh, um, what's his name? Inspector Song's journey in this film is going from, first of all, diving into a car, not being able to chase any cars until the end of the film where he's able to actually catch a car. Yeah, but and he I catches find- a car by not chasing it. He smashes it with another car. Yeah, well, hey, that's character growth. <laughs> <laughs> He's developed. That was, that was the, the, yeah, <laughs> it was like somehow he gets in front of the van. In the next one, he's running after the car and decides to run on the roof. And I'm like, why? What are you? Are you like the worst cop ever? How does he even know <laughs> where it's going? Exactly. To cut across the roof. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. And the other yeah. thing I was like, they seem to be driving really slow when they're driving around. Yes. I mean, I know yeah. they're like marketplaces and things, but if you're a bad guy, you don't care about shooting people. Oh, he's there. They've already killed the millions of people. <laughs> exactly. It's like, why aren't you putting your foot down and flooring it and running over the fucking people? Well, I did. I, I felt shocked. Uh, there was a moment of shockiness when they, he's driving the car. And he just rides, drives straight through a rack of like four bikes. And I was like, oh, man. 
That happened like four times in this movie. <laughs> I felt so they, bad. They love for those just bikes. taking out old bikes. <laughs> oh, those poor bikes. Oh. And the other, the other thing is like you know they've been secretly hiding away, and they have the same red car for like ten years. If it goes for ten freaking years, it's only when the the um, the girlfriend or the wife dies that he burns her in the car. I'm like, well, we've had this car for ten years, baby. Let's <laughs> let you on. <laughs> it's it's your funeral. Car. That's a lot of good memories in that car. Yeah, That's the car they banged in. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand the uh, I, I, like. It seemed like it was a ritual that if you fuck up or if you get injured or something, you you get shot, and then they burn the car. Um, well, I you really... can't go to. They don't, They never. They never. Fig- Even though they're obviously in the crime world and they know where to get guns from, they apparently don't have a source for like a back alley doctor. <laughs> yeah okay they got no medical rec- yeah they got nothing yeah. so if you get a scratch you get a bit septic they're gonna shoot you in the head <laughs> so you got a cold and you're like i'm fine guys i'm totally fine <laughs> i was kind of half worried for the brother when uh, he's telling him at the karaoke thing because i was like well, let's see where he's going oh do you want me to tell you my theory on what was going to happen to the brother sure. so colin chu's brother is coming out of jail and it's his only real brother, like blood brother, right? So Colin Chu was very excited to see him. Very excited. <laughs> like super happy, right? He loves his brother and his brother's done time. Now, the brother is a, a gangster as well. And he, he's younger, um, good looking guy actually. Um, I, I couldn't find his name because fucking IMDb only has three actors in this film. Um, but the the brother, uh, when they were doing the, what you're talking about, Mike, is there – the brother wants to tell Colin Chu that he wants out of the crime scene, right? Because he's got a girlfriend who happens to be a bank teller at the bank that was robbed. Um, and he goes to his brother and he goes, you know, bro, I don't want to do this, man. Like, I've got a girlfriend. Uh, you know, I got shit to do. Um, and then Colin loses his shit and fucking jumps on him and puts a gun to his head. But it turns out he's joking, right? Like it yeah. turns out that Colin Chu's joking and he goes, you're my bro, whatever whatever you need, it's all good as long as you're happy, right? And my theory at that time, because Colin had been painted as such a fucking psycho, was two things. One, he was going to kill his brother, which didn't happen. Or two, he was going to kill his girlfriend. Yeah, neither- I thought about that. And neither of those things happened. Yeah. It kind of... Um- like, the brothers was the only one whose dress style changed because the other ones looked like they were wearing exactly the same clothes for the entire period. And he starts dressing in suits that are striped and looking like a Yakuza almost. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, got a yeah, turtleneck yeah. with yeah. a chain. He gets that gold chain going on and stuff. And he's the only one that kind of pimped himself up. And the other, t- the other three are just like, I don't know, I was wearing this when I got here and I'm wearing it now. <laughs> it's all good. Colin's wearing like a weekend at Bernie's top. He's wearing this, yeah. I don't know, a Hawaiian shirt. It's, it's, it is very, you know, try-hard gangster, isn't it? Almost yeah. silk kind of shirt. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you look at Colin throughout the film, he, he really only has two looks. He's got unhinged craziness and smarmy smiles. Can I, I'm just sort of watching it in the background as I go. I actually think it might all be in the 90s but mm. i'm also noticing that like at the beginning of this movie like again going back to the way it's weirdly shot some of it's in color and some of it's in black and white 
Yeah. 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 That's that. I think that's a style, right? Yeah. That, it's it's a stylistic, stylistic choice. choice. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And they so, started off with it at the beginning, and then it kind of just fades away and just sort of goes yeah. to the standard for the rest of the movie. So that um, that montage you're talking about in the in the middle is that where they go through all of these this crime spree these guys go through, right? And the rookie he's learning how to shoot a gun because he's got his gun license, uh, yeah, I suppose. And that's supposed to be over eleven years, is it? I don't think so. If I th- I thought it was eighty six to ninety six, but I don't think it is. I think yeah, it's, okay. But it's definitely multiple years though. Yeah, and yeah, there's at I, least I two dozen dots. A tighter time frame would make more sense, you know, over like a couple of years, they're doing like multiple jobs and things and then get tired of it. I think a decade just feels like too long. But as I said, I, I was kind of trying to, it didn't make sense that the timings that they kept shooting up and that was throwing me off because definitely when one of them hit to like 1,137 days since the crime and I didn't know are you talking about the first crime yeah <laughs> talking about the last crime well they can't yeah they're definitely not talking about the first crime because it's like after the second crime like after the one where they robbed the the okay so let's let's do that so there's like yeah. what three major crimes in this film so we had the the bank robbery first and then mm-hmm. they kind of rob an armored car as a diversion to rob the gold store Yes. That was bullshit. Like the the guy, the armored car guard standing in front of the car didn't see somebody stand right next to him because that's where he got shot from, literally yeah, yeah. right next to him. Yeah. And Remember, no one makes any sound. Everybody's a ninja. Uh, it's literally a van with like some welded on um, like cross, I don't know, I want to call them like. Cook, oh, made up, made up to look or something like made on. It's like, is that your armored van? Like, that's going to deter anyone. Yeah, and they're all wearing the cops are wearing. Uh, what are they like? Military helmets. Yeah, it also like made a, more sense to me helmet. if it was earlier too, because I thought that, like, by the mid nineties, I feel like China's modernized a lot. But I have absolutely no idea what mainland China's like in the eighties. This is true. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I assume I'm going to trust it because it's film. So <laughs> I've never I've never been there. Yeah, well, and and that's it. It's like um, so they they obviously stole that, and then then they got the the gold from the the gold shop. Yeah, yeah and then so, it's got. Then there's the montage sequence. Then the montage after that, where they steal multiple things over. You know, let's just call it. It even it even flaps uh, comes up a couple times with the the names of the. He goes. Colin goes, we're just getting started. Then it's the Marina del Rey. Then it's Zhengdong City. Then it's like carrier robbery. And then it's some other robbery. And in, interspersed with this, we've got some bad CG and we've got some like the guy learning how to shoot his gun because he's never shot a gun before, I guess. And he, he slowly dials it into the um, center mass. Like the center mass. Look, I mean, he doesn't use it. Because I thought that would be building up. It's like you say, like yeah. Chekhov's gun, right? You yeah, they're somebody not very gets- good at. They're not, they've seen cool things. It's it's very weird. It's like they've seen cool things and know how stories work, but don't know how <laughs> films work yet. Yeah, <laughs> like if they showed him getting from shit at shooting to good at shooting, they should have him shooting something at the end—a bullseye, yeah. uh, something something that furthers the plot. Otherwise, what's the point in showing us him getting better at shooting? You know what? Yeah. It it felt to me like this entire movie felt like one of those stupid telly movies about a real life event. You know, like a, a crime telly movie with TV great actors. <laughs> Are you talking about like underbelly? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It felt like an underbelly thing. 
Yeah. And that's exactly the I thought it might have been. I thought it might have been a TV movie. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm going to – I really appreciated how it was shot. There were some really interesting camera angles. Uh, the music actually stood out to me. I really appreciated the music, except for that weird bit at the end when I think they were playing like the Laputa Castle in the Sky theme, <laughs> which I was like, mm, is that copyrighted? Uh, but the rest of the film was, I thought it was well shot, well lit. Um, but you're right. I mean, you know, if you took these actors out and put in, you know, like A grade actors or whatever, uh, maybe it'd be even better than it is. But I had a look to see what else the director had done and really not that much. So okay. I was I was going to look that up and then I couldn't find it. I went into a site to find more actors and I couldn't find the director's name again. So uh, Yeah, I think his name is Jiang Xiaotong and it apart from like one or two films here and there, nothing that was notable to me. But I'm I'm thinking if he did this, if he was responsible for this, I think it was reasonably well done. I wouldn't mind seeing some more stuff that he's done. Yeah. All right. You know, um, weird things in the movie. So they're at a car- that karaoke bar. Yeah, I'm watching that bit right now. It's playing. And yeah, they're sitting there uh, spread out over a massive couch and the girlfriend's kind of, or, or the, I'll call her the wife, the um, Charlie's partner, um, is out there. Pre- looks like she's meant to be singing karaoke, but it doesn't look like she's actually singing to me. If but she's singing, like a- you're right. If she's singing, she's singing incredibly well. But yeah, it, it doesn't seem like she is the one who's actually singing along, is it? Yeah. And no. I was kind of like, it didn't kind of make sense. It, I was kind of like, is it meant to be that she's so singing so loud and, you know, authentically beautifully that you can't hear the conversation? So he has to move closer to him in the room and so forth. And then we have the whole, yeah, gun to the head kind of bit. But I was like, why? what was the purpose of having her stand up holding the microphone if she's not going to sing? Because it doesn't look like she's actually singing. It, it was weird, like almost like they forgot to act on on the different shot that they were taking because <laughs> they've obviously got the camera set up from different angles to get different shots in. And it almost kind of felt like when they were cutting together, they got one of the ones where she wasn't pretending to sing for whatever mm-hmm. reason for me. Yeah. So it just kind of felt weird. And there was another bit... Um, where they go into the prostitute house, the tea, or called the tea house, and they're like knocking down the doors trying to find where everyone is. And he turns to the sign and looks at the sign. And then I don't know for you, that was because we were watching on YouTube and it cut to an ad for me. And then when the ad cut back out, they'd pulled off the sign and that was obviously the hidey hole in the back of the... Oh, it was a bit of a weird jump, do you mean? It was like a cut. And I yeah. Thought, what happened in that moment? I was like, did I miss something? Because <laughs> I, I got the in- intention like, oh, yeah, they're hiding behind the sign. But I didn't get the pulling off the sign or whatever. It just sort of jumped straight to they had all of the people down on the floor, you know, under arrest and stuff. That was kind of weird to me as well. So I don't know if yours did that same, then it was uh, just a really bad I, edit. If it did, I don't remember it, Michael. Yeah, it, it wasn't and I, and- as jarring. And I pay for premium, so I didn't get an ad, but I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, one thing I probably would say, though, is the subtitles. Uh, oh, I were, couldn't follow anything. Jesus Christ, some of them were so fast. Like, they just, they'd say a sentence and then just fly straight to the next one. I, like, even, I even put on the um, the secondary subtitles you can do on YouTube. Oh, the closed captions? At- and they didn't help at all. Yeah. Uh, so I have absolutely no idea. Like, yeah, I know the I know the the beats or whatever. That's actually not that hard to follow. But like, some of it made very little sense. Yeah, 
Uh, and look, I mean, a lot of it is very big and expressive anyway, so you don't really yeah. need to know the nuanced bits. Um, but sometimes they're talking and actually like a lot of films that we watch, we lose a little bit of the, um, what would you call it, like the uh, the nuanced bits yeah, when they're talking. Yeah, we lose a lot of the nuance from the acting. But I will say this, I lost a lot more than I usually would. Yeah, I actually okay. think I got less from the film than I would have otherwise, maybe. Well, this is a more dialogue-heavy film than what we would probably watch. Um, I don't know. It did. Well, yeah, I, I get that was probably the intent of it, but it didn't feel like there was that much dialogue going on anyway. That I, you know, because even it had the. You're right. The subtitles were quick, but it didn't seem like, apart from the ones that they had, that it was going too deep one way or the other. It was kind of trying to. <laughs> it felt like it was going for more the look, like they were doing the the look at each other and or the you know, the stare and emotional on the face kind of thing going on, which was kind of weird to propel the story. And that's why it felt really basic to me. Like there's basic cops trying to catch the bad guy robbers and that was it. And it didn't feel like there was any growth to me across the movie. They spent a lot more time with the the, uh, crooks than they did with the cops. So I thought... The personalities of the, you know, the the people who were the robbers, I thought was much more elaborated on than the cops. Like the cops was just like, hey, this guy's got a short haircut, this guy's got a longer haircut, but the robbers all have their own individual personalities. Like, yeah, they've all got a different thing going on. You've got the older guy, uncle, whatever his name is. You got the young brother. You got the crazy dude, and you got the leader. Of, it- it did feel like half set up, so like it was trying to give them a little bit of personality, but it didn't go anywhere. And yeah, they didn't expand on them exactly. And then on the flip side, you know, like with that kind of cop kind of movie where they're chasing the bad guys, you like to try and follow the clues of how they got to this point to get to yeah. catch them. And it didn't really do that. It tried to do it a little bit, like on oh, that yeah. in that second heist, they tried to make them sound like they were going to do stuff. Exactly. Like actual like detective work and things, but then they just did that montage. Yeah, yes. yeah, and that that was kind of that kind of like threw it for me. I was like the first the first one they've got the gun that explodes, and then they try and trace down the gun to the um, guy that made the gun by going to some ex con who who um, teaches all the, the people how to make guns. Yeah, and he happened to know the person that made it, and then they arrest him and sit on him, you know, in a lockup for. 45 days or whatever the fell it's trying to say to me for 24 hours and then then he tells him a name and that was about it and that's about the that's the callback piece. by the way that's yeah. the big callback of the of the movie yeah. is that the the young guy's in there for like a day and he gets nothing and the the older like song is in there for five minutes and he gets everything yeah. And he's like, "How'd you do that?" And at the end of it, they they do go back to that. That's th- that's what this movie thinks is a Chekhov's gun. But that was that's, a terrible what, callback. Yeah, it was at, awful. At the end, he's like, "I had you do that." Oh, I just I just went in and I got it um, because he had some history, I guess, or a yeah. reputation. Does everybody knows who the fuck he is. <laughs> but we don't. They never showed us how badass he is. All they showed us was him chasing cars and failing. So, yeah, Chase, chasing cars like a dog. Oh, I've caught it. Now to what, what do I do? Uh, you just hang on and fall off later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's he's ineffective. I mean, his only defining trait is his dogged determination. Yeah. He's not really effective in any other way. No, he's terrible. I, I thought they were going to gonna, you know, go for the clues and stuff. And, yeah, the, so the firearm clue doesn't really go anywhere. He's 
cramming onto these cars, seeing license plates and things, doesn't really go anywhere. I think the van was from the company from the guy that happened to die uh, or, or get shot in the, in the bank or something. He worked for the, the company that had the van. That's how they got the van. That was it. didn't go anywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. okay, how, how are we tracking it down? And the only way they track it down is somehow they come across the fingerprints of the brother because he beats the guy. He's been inside. In he's been in prison. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. He's been in prison, so they've got his fingerprints on record, and he beats to death the guy that got him into jail. And then they somehow link that to them because I think they the bullets in the gun that he uses to shoot the, the two people that are with this guy, um, two bodyguards or whatever they want to call them, um, they trace the bullets to the second heist. And the yeah. One of those people was not a bodyguard, Michael. One it of those people was a cashier. Yeah, yeah. At, at the karaoke <laughs> place. And I was kind of like, does he own the karaoke place? I don't know. It didn't make kind <laughs> Yeah, it didn't make much sense. But yeah, we're, we're supposed these are our these are our antagonistic like anti-heroes. This guy. We're supposed to care about this guy. This guy's supposed to be the uh the guy who beats and kills these people. Yeah, the brother who was in prison. He's supposed to be the sim- really sympathetic one. That's the weird thing that that because that's such a turn in his character, right? Because well, you've you got felt to make like it, you've got to make it okay to kill him because he's about to get killed, right? Yeah, but like, what a turn! Like 180 degrees. One point he's ready to leave with his girlfriend and start a new life for himself, and the next thing he is the most ruthless, cold-blooded dude there. Yeah, you, and even, yeah. even the crazy guy was going, "Yeah, go on." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> It, but uh, poor, who we know criminals have poor impulse control. <laughs> oh, <true. Yeah. laughs> Maybe that's it realistic. Almost, it always felt like you know a series of events that happened to lead in them getting arrested. <laughs> well, that's why I think, like what you said, Michael. If this was a true story, it wouldn't like obviously you know dramatized or whatever. But yeah, like it wouldn't surprise me if it was based on a kind of a true story or something. Like there was a bunch of people getting robbed in the nineties in China. They killed a bunch of people. What were they like? They were kind of assholes. How were the police? <laughs> Not very good. How'd they catch him? Oh, because they also flipped the uh, girlfriend. Remember that? They also flipped yeah, the girlfriend. Yeah. So it's like, how'd they catch him? Girlfriend sold him out. <laughs> you oh, know? Man. Like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be very surprised. I would be very surpri- unsurprised if it was a... A, a true like story. A, a, a semi-basic true story. You know, like, really basic. But then yeah. they flesh it out with all these this bullshit family stuff and all this other crap. Well, see... I- Going back to what Mike said earlier was that, uh, you know, like sometimes you want to know why a person is the way they are. You know, like you see a guy with a burnt face, you kind of want to find out how they burnt his face. Um, Mm. And with this film, there are so many interesting characters as they are and you never really know or learn why they are the way they are. Why does that guy eat noodles? Why is that young kid so crazy? They're all just there. That's just the way they are. The only people that get any real room to breathe are Colin, his brother, and I wouldn't even say the young detective. I would only say Song. Like, yeah, they're the only people who get, and maybe the 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 girlfriend slash wife character. But even still, I'm confused by her. She doesn't seem like she's cool with all the murder. No, she's, she's not. Pre- is she? She's pretty cool with all the murder though, because they've killed a lot of people. Yeah, she does. She does step up in the end fight scene. Like yeah, she, she does. actually. She gets her own gun. She's shooting people, which seems out of character for her. I would imagine she'd just lay down and be like, "No, no, no, no," and she doesn't seem now. that okay. she doesn't seem that enamored with Colin Chu either. If anything, she's a bit frightened by him. Sometimes she seems very afraid. 
Sometimes it looks like it might be an abusive relationship. <laughs> oh, I think it definitely is. Oh, I think so. Making him, making her shoot the the um, driver in, of the van. And yeah, yeah. Now you're complicit, girl. Yeah, yeah. Stockholm syndrome, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Now, now if I go to prison, you're going to prison too, because you killed someone as well. Um, so I don't the, know. The thing it's, I don't understand. Fine. The thing I don't understand is you've got these. Okay, so. Uh, can we go to the the end fight scene because the the movie's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. not that long. The movie's only no, about it's only ninety minutes. Yeah, so it it moves along at a quick pace, which I really appreciated. They didn't really waste any time. Um, but the end fight scene is essentially all of the cops, and I mean all of the cops, like what everyone <laughs> fifty, fifty or a hundred cops. They are literally lining up outside and stalking in shoulder to shoulder, covering like a whole fucking uh, shanty town, right? Yeah, telling everybody to move. Yeah, like a hundred cops at least. And they're going up against, what, four guys? Five? Well, that's how cops do it. And these guys aren't even armed at this stage. They don't have guns ready. All the cops are walking up with their their guns holstered, not holstered, sorry, like pointing out. They're all out. out. They're all out. And they get the jump on these guys and they still take numbers down. (laughs) Like, What? Yeah. I, I was kind of disappointed in the amount they took down because I was kind of like, they're standing there shoulder to shoulder. You've got a machine gun and you're missing every one. Yeah. You might hit one, but that was about it. I was like, surely you could take a few of them out. Let's just, and then I think he throws a grenade at one point. And- yeah, that's, yeah, there, there's, uh, there was two grenade throws in this movie I wanted to, wanted to comment on. There was the first one where the, where the young dude grabs a shield and blocks it. Yeah. Oh, it was a combat shield, was it? A yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that guy's organs are gone if it's a real grenade. His, <laughs> his organs are fucked. Um, but then the other the other one is the, when the old dude grabs just like, it looks like a cardboard box. <laughs> yes, it, was. <laughs> it did look like a cardboard box. Was it supposed to be a table or something? I d- no, it was a box, but I, I, th- I assume it was supposed to be metal or something, but or wood, but it looks just like cardboard. He's like, that's not going to stop anything, dude. I, do I saw that as well. I was like, is that a box? <laughs> and he'd only just said he's three months to retirement, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They, set, they set it up real. <laughs> oh, look, the, the actual moment was pretty good because Song goes to, um, his name's uh, uh, Uncle Yellow, I think. He goes to Uncle Yellow, he goes, no, no, you stay back because this is going to be a big shootout. And Uncle Yellow, pretty calm, just puts him in like a little bit of a wrist lock. He's like, what? <laughs> he's he like, taught you, you everything you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought it was a bit badass that he was like, no, no, like I'm, I'm going to do this. Uh, so I was a bit disappointed that he bit the farm. But yeah, it was. they, they wrote it on the wall as soon as he was like, ah, I'm close to retirement. <laughs> you can't say that in a movie. No, but I tell you, when he when he did kind of human shield that grenade, he did get. Well, I don't know if it was him, but somebody got ratcheted back. Uh, oh, he was, he got ratcheted back. There's actually a bunch of decent wire work in this film. Yeah, like really well done. And I don't know if you stayed to watch the um, uh, the end credits. You know how the they outtakes. do the the outtakes. Um, they use a lot more wire work than I probably thought they would have, uh, which makes me kind of think. To the Jackie Chan stunt days where he's jumping off with that and he wires and going, you should have just used the wire, bro. It looks just as good. <laughs> well, I don't can, know. There's, there's some edit, stuff edit in that last fight sequence. these days, whereas they couldn't in the old days. <laughs> yeah. They hide it behind a branch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. It was harder to hide back then. But also, like in that last fight sequence and maybe in another area where there's some like hand-to-hand action, 
when someone's getting thrown, you can really like they they that's not how a body moves if it didn't have yes. a wire on it. You know, yeah. like yeah. it's it's definitely hung up in the air a little bit longer than it should be. Yeah. Well, when the the brother fell off the building and threw like some sheets, um, mm-hmm. two story building, it looked pretty good. And then they showed the outtakes. I was like, oh yeah, of course there's a wire there. Yeah, man. I don't know. I didn't hate this movie. I thought it was actually pretty fun. But no, I, I enjoyed it. Um, lots of really great moments. Like people get hit by cars multiple times. Uh, yeah, no, it is definitely a box. I just saw it just then. Uh, it's definitely a <laughs> box. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the I, I suppose the final fight. So they go into the marketplace with all the cops. Um, they shoot crazy guys. The first guy to bite it. I think, and then they they managed to wing and get people in the legs and stuff. So um, the brother gets hit in his leg, and uh, eventually he gets arrested. And the wife cops like um, one in the leg and a couple in the chest, and then she ends up dying as they get away on the getaway car. Colin Chu's not there though because he's left. No, to go Colin get- Chu went to go get. Pig, I think, or, or ducks. He said that he was going to go get a fake ID, didn't he? Yeah, and then come back with yeah, a no, roast duck. Yeah, but he's coming back with some pigs or ducks. Yeah, duck. it was a roast duck, and he looks pleased as shit to have this yeah, roast man, duck. Yeah, man, if I had, they look pretty great. I'd <laughs> <Yeah>. eat them. <laughs> Why not? Again, for, play, a, like, for a brief like, moment. He's got some flashes money around. <laughs> yeah, for, for a, for a oh, oh, really bad looking traces. For a brief moment, um, I thought for a second he was, again, going back to heat. I thought he, thought he was going to be gone in 30 seconds flat. I thought that's I thought that's where that was going for a second, but no, no, he decides to ram the car into the fucking like little like Dude, market. That was thing a bit that I got. didn't get right. So he rams the car into there to like spread out the police to try and help them, and then not two minutes later, they're driving away in the same car as the getaway car, and I'm like, you just rammed it into a whole bunch of police. It spread them out a little bit, right? But you were firing and shooting around there. How did he get the car out <laughs> to then drive away? I don't know. Yes, it didn't make sense. The plot needed him to get out. The plot the needed him to get out. Yeah. yeah. I, kind of want, I kind of want the other version of this movie where he leaves them all to die. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well, see you later. Well, he's shown that he's he's not averse to doing that, right? Like he's shown No, that's that- exactly right. He's killed a lot. He's killed a lot of his crew. There's nothing here that that tells me he wouldn't put a bullet in any of their heads if if he thought he was going to get caught, right? Mm. So yeah. why doesn't he just run? And yeah, then he decides to go back for the brother who's been arrested as well. Yeah, just I didn't buy it, especially when he was giving him, like I don't like I buy that he's crazy and sociopathic. Yeah. I don't buy that he actually cares about his brother that much. Yeah, no, or his, or his Yeah, that's right. His relationship seems maybe because they're the only ones left that he realizes how important they are to him. But yeah, and this actually, when I was watching this, and it was this end fight scene, and I was thinking, oh, this is the uh, fireworks factory, right? Because there was only about thirty minutes left to go, and I did not expect this to be uh, what it was. And then to have another ultimate fight scene uh, at the end. I say ultimate, but it was really just two old people beating each other. <laughs> it, it was. It was definitely two old people beating the crap out of each other. It was I, a knockdown drag out. I'd like there's something I respect about those kinds of fights sometimes. Like sometimes I don't want all the, the fancy stuff. I just want to see two people beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> like yeah, they live I was, style. I was kind of happy that it happened as well because up to then I was kind of like, this is really boring. <laughs> it really dragged me. Even the shootout when they come into the market, I'm like, eh, you know, I want something 
flashier or better than yeah it, 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 it didn't have the it i don't think it was good as a good like western gunfighting movie like a john wick or not enough tension like not enough no. tension in the in the all choreography and the fight sequences with the guns but they also didn't lean into like the like operatic hard-boiled kind of shit they didn't go either way it was very by the book very yeah the generic. shootouts went very uh, dramatic yeah um I guess the, the the action pieces was the the lead up, the setup, and to be fair, I actually enjoyed the car bits where people get yeah the car. Cars. I actually think the car stunts are kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, I think they're very fun. But um, but you're right. Like the the shooting was it was just shooting for the sake of shooting and not set up in any you know dramatic or interesting way. It, it almost felt a little bit of realism, like you you'd feel if people inexperienced people went into a a marketplace to arrest someone and didn't cordon off the area properly and cover all angles and whatever when they were going in like you know like a tactical response group would do because it kind uh, of like he's you're going one alleyway the guy's rocking on a rocking chair and he can see where you're coming happens to not see you but you've got him from two angles and yet it takes ages for anything and then and then the the, the brothers like escaping up to the roof and, and everything else. And I'm like, why aren't they cordoning off everything? How are these people getting away? How did they get away? And it, it just almost, it, it has to come down to inexperience from the police themselves on their own raid. Yeah. They that many people there that they, there should be no way that they could have ever escaped that. It was a bit stale the way that they choreographed that. Um, because you're right. I mean, the cops probably in real life would have a much better strategy than just, hey, let's flood this market. And just fucking hope we let's absorb these bullets and let's, hope let's we win. Let's wear bulletproof vests instead of our our, our uniform finest showing off. I'm just. Know, I'll, I'll play devil's body. advocate here. It's 1997. It's before. I don't know what China's like at this point. Maybe that's all they got. You're saying it's before like modern warfare, <laughs> modern, modern like strategy, and you know. Well, no, not necessarily modern strategy, but like. I don't know. Like they don't. They might. They sound like this is a when they're talking to the young guy. They sounding like this is a bad posting. Like this is a bad place to be. This is not a like a good department necessarily. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I don't know how well they're funded. Like I don't oh, know. So that, can, uh, can they call in a helicopter? I don't know. Can that, they? You got a good point. Maybe it's just a bunch of shit kickers. You know, like people yeah. who have no training. I, I would have thought they would have at least had bulletproof vests. I mean. Even it's 97. Like, I don't know, dude. Yeah, 97. Well, Jack, Jackie in his uh, cop movies has bulletproof vests in Hong Kong. I mean, uh, that's Again, Hong Kong. It's Hong but, Kong. But, you know, <laughs> surely they would have some bulletproof vests at least. You got enough of the guns, so why not have it? Hey, they might only be one guy. There might be two guys per gun. I don't know how it works. <laughs> yeah. Like, hand it off like the Russians. It out <laughs> yeah. yeah, you go in without a gun, you find one. Find one, son. <laughs> Yeah, you got to bring it back because we need it. <laughs> you know what I think is that um, I can tell if there's a stylish or a dramatic shooter or something, right? Like you watch a, a John Woo killer or something like that. And the the reason or the way that I could tell that it's an instant classic is if I want to try and do those gun moves at home. And I didn't <laughs> want to try any of these moves at home because none of them were cool. None of them were dramatic, you know. Maybe it, get myself a pair of nail clippers, but that was about it. So uh, now it actually is the fireworks factory. We had the fireworks factory, uh, but this is the fireworks itself. So we've had that big shootout scene, and uh, Colin Chu was taken off with his car. He's and got Inspector his nine brother in there. 
Yeah, oh, his dying wife. His brother's oh, wife, been. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, his uh, his brother's been captured by the cops. Um, so him and his wife are driving with Uncle Ming, I believe. And uh, Inspector Song has been practicing this whole film, his cardio, so he's able to catch up to this car at this point uh, because he's he's grabbing onto it, but he can't quite hold onto it uh, because the car is kind of dragging him. And they eventually get away. And when you get a, a repeat of this scene where his wife is dying in the car. They're at the same peninsula where they burnt the first escape vehicle and he he kills his wife and he's pretty upset, um, which again, like the point is that we don't really feel that relatable because he's been a psycho most of this film. Because uh, he's killed three people in the same way. Yeah. <laughs> but they kind of tried to double bluff you, didn't they? Because they kind of had the them sitting there together with a gun and he gives the wife the ring that she looked at in the gold shop and he puts the gun like in her hand at his head initially and then we cut to the outside and you hear two gunshots like trying to bluff you that they've you know that he's killed her and himself yeah yeah and then obviously he gets out of the car and throws his lighter back in there and burns the shit out of it so it's (laughs) kind of like ah it didn't have enough you know gravitas to pull me into it i knew what was going to happen the whole time yeah Trying but now it's now it's kind of like the the final gambit right because he's lost his wife he really only has his brother left um and so he he it's him and uncle ming that have to come up with a plan to save his brother yeah and his brother's with the cops yeah so plan with the bomb fake bomb <laughs> In, fake bomb in, in a, a in a bus. bus is it a fake people. bomb? I, I'm gonna go fake bomb. I, he tried to make it look like he snipped the wires with the toenail clippers to make them be like awesome check off toenail clippers or something. I don't know, but uh, I think I gathered it was just fake. Ah, oh, because I thought maybe he had actually. Well, they do have grenades. I thought yeah. they might have. I thought he might have had a grenade or something just in case. So Uncle Ming does that, and then while Uncle Ming's doing that. Uh, Chu is uh, Colin Chu is dressed as a policeman, like a fairly high-ranking policeman. Although it's hard to tell with their uniforms, and uh, he's sitting watching it, and then he directs the because pl- he's asked for them to bring his brother out to them, which would never happen in reality. I just don't see it. Like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, because that would be, or at least they wouldn't do it without having copious amounts of security. Yeah, so he drives up in a pretty shitty cop car. Uh, he he directs the guy who's driving to go to the front of the lines. He still shoots the guy that's still in the car, drives away with his brother in it. This time, uh, Song has realized that he is uh, not able to outrun a car and gets in another car. <laughs> and times it perfectly to T-bone this other yeah. cop car. Gross. Perfect. Perfect T-bone. Which I don't know. I mean, he must have found a spot and thought, yeah, he's going to come through here. Like yeah, you he, know, he knows the streets. <laughs> <laughs> he must do because he, he he did time it perfectly. But he rams it and he does spin out the other car, but then he leaves his car and then the other car drives away and Song is just shooting at the car once again. Why not does, stay in his car? He does kill the brother. Yeah, through the door with a couple of shots. Mm. But if he, he stayed in the, the car, if he stayed in the car... He might have been able to catch him. Yeah. He still thinks legs are faster than cars. <laughs> it's his go-to default. Well, maybe they should have done a flashback where he was like the school champion and he was always good at running 
And he so always he always catch chill. cars. <laughs> yeah. So so he me, does me follow him. I don't know how. I honestly I can't remember how he catches him, but they end up in a cinema, I think, or a theater. In, in the inter- interchange, um, we have rookie cop getting onto the bus with uh, the the cops, uh, or in exchange trying to uh, negotiate for the um, release of the hostages. And uh, he's holding up his hands. And the the one thing that happens in this movie that I was like, that was pretty good. The other cops are outside the bus, and someone does a double leg kick through the window and knocks him, knocks out yeah, that's the right. bad guy <laughs> out of nowhere. And I'm like, it's it's quite elevated up to even get up to do the the kick. I don't know how how they. He got a boost. There's yeah. like 50 yeah. cops out there. <laughs> it's like throw him through that window. Knocks knocks him down, and then they had a bit of a, a hand fire, uh, fight, and end up um, both getting thrown through the windscreen of the bus onto some old tires and wrestle away. And that's where I, I gathered it was a fake bomb because he tried to set off the bomb, pretending or whatever, and they didn't fall for it. And he's holding up the. Bu- it looked like kind of like sausages to me, but I guess it was yeah. Pretend. See, I thought those that sausages he- will cause those sausages will cause an explosion in the bathroom. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were real because I thought he might have ignited it and the guy used his nail clippers. That would have been a cool thing to show. It, it, that's what it would kind of made it look like it, but at the same time, it, it was clearly string that he was pulling and I'm like, what's? it's no like fire or setting it off or lighting it or anything. He was just pulling like a like a drawstring or something. That's why it's kind of like, uh, it, it must just be fake and he's trying to trick him kind of thing because they're like, where do you suddenly, in the space of five minutes, get you know some TNT? I don't know. Who knows? Um, and then, yeah, the other thing that you you neglected, where yeah, he he gets out of the car, the the cop car, back to to Charlie and, and detective, and he shoots him, and then the guy tries to run him over. Oh yeah, Charlie tries to run him over, and he he ducks under in the small gap where the oh I remember that bit. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was actually pretty good. Yeah, and to duck just out of the way as he slams the car in, and that breaks the police car that he's in, and, and also detectives safe out of the way. And then he grabs his brother out of the car, and they stumble over and find a theatre where he places the brother in the chair, where he promptly basically dies of blood loss or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. It sets up the end fight scene. And the end fight scene is pretty funny. It's just like two old men hitting the hell out of each other with some <laughs> but- wires. Lots of acrobatics. I mean, Jesus, there's some, even if they are wires, there's a few stunts where Colin Chu is getting thrown into the edge of a stage. And even if you're on a wire, that's got to hurt. Um, and Inspector Song is being thrown on his back on a row of chairs. So, you know, just just shitty, uncomfortable landings. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, yeah. That's what it mostly was set up as. Um, one of the, my favorite bit was, um, the detective grabs his handcuffs and tries to make them like um, brass knuckles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do punches with. And uh, Charlie, I think, finds a metal pole. And yeah. Just the crap out of him as well. And Charlie also tries to kill him with a scarf. Yep. Yeah. Colin, yeah. Colin tries to kill him with a scarf and a chair back. But he's doing great with the scarf. He's got him in a chokehold, right? I don't know why he lets him go out of that. Yeah. He would have killed him. He threw him. He threw him. And then that was the end of the scarf choke. So he, if he just held on to the scarf choke, he would have won. Yeah. Yep. I, it, it almost it felt like pretty much Detective was losing the entire fight, just about from my perspective. 
He was. He was losing it most of the time. I don't actually kind of understand where it turned around, except for behind the curtain where we couldn't see shit. Yeah. Yeah, it became like a shadow puppet. (laughs) With the shadows and trying to make it look like they're going backwards and forwards, and then you don't know who wins until someone gets thrown through it onto the ground. Yeah, it this there was is a, a bit, very... there's a bit where uh, Song gets a uh, chew in a like a a leg a leg lock. Yeah. And I think he breaks his leg, but then uh, he obviously doesn't break it cuz he's able to walk on it again. But that was he... the thing that didn't play out for me cuz it it looked like yeah, he broke his ankle and but he's pretty much walking fine and then it looked like he did nearly the same thing to him and I'm like no, you wouldn't be standing. Also, when someone's grabbing your leg and is going to break it and you have a metal pole, just start stabbing him with the metal pole. He was trying to hit him in the thigh, but it wasn't. Yeah, don't that. hit him in the thigh. Get the in little the end of it and stab him in the guts with it because it looked like it was serrated. on. Like it didn't look like just a – it looked hollow. So there's there's probably a sharp edge on that. Yeah. Well, it's, look, it was a really messy fight. It's just no choreography really. It's just throwing people into a bunch of shit. Bunch of choking, bunch of punching, bunch of Which kicking. Is- it's what I imagine a real fight would probably be Except more Except like. a real fight would not last like this. It wouldn't last as long, yeah. Yeah, it's true. You get a few hits and then both pass out. <laughs> I felt kind of, um, uh, you know, because Colin Chu is a martial artist, right? And I almost expected him to do something, like do a, a kick or a punch or, or something, but he... he He's he does done do a well. flip. He flips him over in the chairs when he gets before he gets him into the choke position. Yeah, but you know, like no clean, crisp no, roundhouses no, no, no. or anything. There is, there's no, there's no like, like essential kung fu here. This is not. This is just straight up brawling. Yeah, and I'm impressed that Colin Chu can fake no martial arts very well. Like he's done <laughs> a very good job. <laughs> Whereas the other guy, uh, I, I, yeah, Inspector. I have Sol- no I, idea if he can do martial arts or not. It just looked. It, it would yeah. just look. It, it, I actually really like this fight because I, you don't get a lot of these. I feel you don't get just a lot of like, let's just beat everybody up until they're exhausted. Yeah, you know, it'd be really weird though if they did have a well choreographed martial arts fight here because it didn't happen any other you time would. in the film. <laughs> it would yeah. be out of place. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it's much better being the way that it is, and I, I think it it actually ends the film quite well to have this kind of drag. I was. Exp- this is where I was expecting the young guy to show up and shoot him just before he was going to get killed. Like, yeah. shoot, shoot Colin. I expect like, this is where I expected the younger guy to save his partner's life. Yeah. Actually, that would have been good. And that would have paid off him shooting all yeah, that time. Exactly. Yeah, you like, know, because he was able to get partner, dead, send a mass, or, you know, <laughs> you know, we just wrote a, a good better shot. film. Yeah, what I know. I know. But it happens all the time when we do these movies. We write better <laughs> films. Uh, but, and yeah. you know what? Colin Chu doesn't even die. No, He's, no, they arrest him. They arrest him. Well, I suppose, yeah, it's a bit disappointing. It's a bit disappointing, actually. So technically, that was this movie that I can't remember the name of. Punish Evil. Uh, I believe it's called Punish Evil, which okay, Thief King. Yeah, no, yeah, not not Thief King. <laughs> Simon, yeah, film. This I thought this film was enjoyable. Um, it was short, which was great. I really appreciated that. Um, you know, shit. They I mean, if we're doing, they can't all be bangers. They can't this was all be not bangers. a banger, but it wasn't terrible either. It was fine. Like, no, I mean, if we're doing thumbs up, thumbs down, I'm actually inclined to give this a thumbs up. This I'd is like this the again. most thumbs in the middle bullshit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go thumbs down because, as I said, it it reeked of a telling movie to me. 
Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I yeah. just was not we've, interested. We've covered the whole spectrum. Yeah. yeah. Except from except from like fully, yeah. You know, your tentative <laughs> thumbs up, I'm like in the middle and Michael's down. Cool. So statistically, this film's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in the between. <laughs> well, look, I mean, I just saw a shit stunt where I saw Colin Chu get thrown off the stage into his stomach onto a seat of chairs. So that's probably my shit stunt call for the day. Uh, I don't know if you Shit's guys. Not, anything. I think dra- being dragged by, I, even if it's slow, I think being dragged by a car sucks. Oh yeah, that would suck. That would also, suck. coming going smashing through a window also probably sucks. Even a fake one. Yeah. Mm. I, like, Mikey. I like I like the double kick through the side of the bus. Yeah, the double kick. They've got a sniper train on him. It seems to me a bullet would be a lot faster and safer than double kicking through the window. Well, you know, if they can take him alive, they will though. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything that? Well, is that also something you'd want to do, Mikey? Do do this at home? Would you like to do a double kick through a window? Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna. I'll go that as well. That that was a fun, a fun little way to uh, enliven the bus scene. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Do do this at home. I would like to be a prick and cut my fingernails at the table at a restaurant. <laughs> Gangster. <laughs> I've I've always wanted to rob a bank. Have you really? <laughs> we do that on GTA all the time. <laughs> I've always nah, I've always had a I've always had a soft spot for the idea of like one of those like well timed heists. You know, a planning when, the planning yeah, of it, the planning of a heist, the doing like all the legwork, and then like the thing is, you can do all that legwork. You're allowed to. It's just, you're just not allowed to do the rest. Oh, okay. <laughs> Would you do the Joker type heist where you're shooting? shooting no, no, I, I want to get out in and out clean. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to catch no murder beefs. <laughs> yeah, you want something that is well thought. So really what you want to do is you want a puzzle. You want like an escape room, but it's a reverse escape room. It's a break-in yeah. room. Break-in room and breakout room. Yeah. There you I've, had a, I've actually had an idea for a, a, a movie, a, a heist movie for an incredibly long time. I just I can never pull the trigger on telling anyone about it, so I'm going to. And shut it's going to be it, it's going to be original and not like one of the other heist movies where I was like, "You son of a bitch, I'm here." Ah, <laughs> uh, no, it's nothing like that. It's uh, it's more it's more like this. It's more of a crime drama. But anyway, yeah, yeah, but, I, but it, does, it does revolve around a heist, and the heist is the whole point because I don't care about drama or or pathos or any of that shit. It's all about the heist for me, baby. All right, don't give it away. Wait for Nathan Productions. It's coming out. Never going to happen. Well, that was Punish Evil. Uh, and I think that might be the end of the podcast for today, gentlemen. Yes, it is, man. I'm yes. going to go to sleep. <laughs> Anyone who's still awake and listening to the podcast and you'd like to get in touch, Asian Cast, Gmail, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, do get in touch, do watch this film and let us know what you think. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Enjoy.